Welcome back to another volume of Truly Disturbing Tales from Reddit. Today we're going to be narrating three new and settling stories, taken directly from the platform. I encourage you all to sit back, grab a snack, and enjoy these terrifying personal accounts. Now, without any further delay, let's jump right in. About two years ago, I moved into a new apartment. The walls were very thin, and because of the fire safety laws in my city, my bedroom had one window, which led into the living room, and none with outside access. The window's going to be important for later. The apartment was three bedrooms, one for me, one for the master tenant, and one spare, which at the time was rented out by a pretty friendly guy. Well, friendly guy had issues with his work visa, and had to move back to Canada last minute, leaving us about two weeks to find another roommate. Our quickest and easiest option was Craigslist. Due to my work schedule, I had no part in the selection process, but was content when the new roommate moved in a little bit later. He seemed a bit off, but friendly. He was very tall, large guy, but pretty quiet, and not someone I wanted to go out of my way to hang out with but was okay to be around and be cordial with. About two weeks after his move, the master tenant left for Hawaii, leaving he and I alone in the house for the month-long duration of his stay. For the first few days, things are normal. All of a sudden, about four days into the trip, I'm woken up at about 8 a.m. to a frantic knocking at my door. Roommate, we'll call him Kyle, is standing there when I open up, looking frazzled, he looks me dead in the eyes and says, So do you want to tell me what went on last night? To which I was shocked and confused, because I had come home from work at about 9pm, showered, and immediately went to bed. I explain this to him, and he tells me that he heard me screaming and arguing with someone in my room, that he saw me in the side alley out the window, arguing with our landlord, whom I'd never even met at that point, that he heard people coming in and out of our house all night. I tell him no way, none of that ever happened. After staring at me for a little longer, he leaves and doesn't bring it back up again. The next morning, I wake up to the same thing. This time, he says he saw me arguing with my boyfriend, but I was single at this time. He had seen me talking with our other roommate, who, mind you, was still in Hawaii, and asking me for the badge number of the officer I'd spoken to, since he'd apparently seen me talking to a bunch of police as well. This time, I get angry and more or less tell him to cut the shit out because I'm not doing anything and don't know what he's talking about. He gets a weird look on his face and says, I, I think I had a seizure in my sleep. The next time it happens, will you call me an ambulance? He leaves for a bit, only to start knocking again about an hour later. When I open up, Kyle repeats the exact same story verbatim. This happens once more before I tell him to leave me the fuck alone and ultimately leave for work. I go to work as normal. I'm reluctant to return that night, but I'm too tired to switch to an alternate location. Big mistake. About 1am, I wake up to slamming doors. Kyle is pacing back and forth between his bedroom, the living room, and out the front door, walking in and out of each room, turning the lights on and off mumbling angrily and slamming the doors. 
I can see his figure pacing back and forth through the frosted window in my room that leads to the living room. Since my room is dark, he can't see inside. Suddenly, he screams, I can't live like this. Why are you doing this to me? I think he's on the phone, so I don't respond. A few moments later, he screams my name repeatedly, and I realize he's directing it towards me. I knew I had to get the hell out of there, so I very quietly creep out of my bed and start getting dressed and packing a bag of clothes for work in the morning. I'm almost done when he screams, I hear you, and charges over to my room, slapping the wall next to my door, but not touching the door itself. I look towards my window and see his shadow lean all the way forward, pressing his ear against the glass. I was absolutely terrified and sat completely still, unmoving. He eventually screams my name again and moves away from the window, and I hear him start pacing between rooms again. Now, my shoes are kept on a rack outside my door and not inside my room, so I know that when I leave, I'm going to need a moment to put them on. I decide to wait until his pacing takes him out the front door again, at which time I plan to grab my shoes, put them on, and run. As I'm formulating this plan, the pacing stops. He screams, Do you want to f***ing fight about this? Come out right now, and we'll fight, I swear to God. Now, I'm a very small, five-foot-tall girl, and this guy is easily three times my size, so I'm definitely not looking to fight. Thanks. After a few minutes, he turns off all the lights, and I hear the door to his room open and close, followed by silence. I wait for a moment to be sure I can't hear any movement, and then decide to take my chances. I took a breath, pulled my door open quickly, step out and grab my shoes before I look up a second later, and see him standing shirtless, with just a pair of boxers and socks on, in the dark of the hallway. His arms slung slightly outward in an awkward position. He says in a low, calm voice, Ma'am, we need to talk. That was a hard no for me. I grab my shoes and run out the door with them in hand. I make it about a half block barefoot before I stop to put them on. When I look back, he's standing in the porch light of our front door, watching me run, but not moving. Luckily, I had a friend who lived two blocks away, and I had their spare key, so I let myself in and crashed there for the night. And that's where I stayed for the next week or so while we worked things out with the master tenant. Kyle agreed to move out within the week. He says he doesn't remember anything that happened, or wasn't sure if it was real or not. But if I said that's what went down, then it must have gone down. The day Kyle left... He sends me a photo of the house key sitting on the table and says, I'm out, nothing else. I take a friend over there with me to scout it and ensure that he has actually left. When we get there, we discover that not only had he left a ton of food and furniture, but he had ripped all of the fire alarms out of the ceilings. He had unscrewed and removed the deadbolt to the front door and left them lined up neatly on the front table. We then realized that my front door can only lock by using a key from the outside, and it had been locked when we arrived, meaning Kyle still had a key. We called the locksmith immediately. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Horton's new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. Even after changing the locks, I was still terrified to stay there alone afterwards and never went to sleep at night without barricading the doors with chairs and other furniture. To this day, I still fear for his safety. He was obviously psychologically unstable, but also wonder what could have happened if I hadn't been as lucky as I was. I was always an extremely small and sickly child. I looked young for my age. My family and I lived out of town, about eight miles out. Our little community was next to a highway. The school bus would drop me off two blocks away from home every day. One afternoon, I noticed a red truck following slowly behind me on the way home. So slow that I figured they were just looking for a house or something. I ignored it and walked directly home. That was the end of that day. Consistently, though, this truck would follow slowly behind me after school. After a few days of this, I walked into my house, I was always the first one home, and looked out the window to see inside the cab was an older man and a black lab. He was staring at me, idling inside his truck, made sure to make eye contact with me before he pulled away. I decided that enough was enough. I told my parents that night. Of course, my sister was quick to jump in that I was lying. I did have a habit of telling stories. But my mom thankfully believed me. She drove me to the bus stop the next morning. And sure as the sun rises, that red truck was there, across the street at the gas station, pointing directly at the bus. I got on the bus and my mom decided to drive around the truck. She described the scene. The man was disheveled and dirty hunched over in his seat just staring at the bus. His license plates were caked in mud, so she couldn't quite make them out. It freaked her out so much that she called the police and the school. I went to school and was quickly pulled into the office. The man had been spotted around the campus, waiting in his truck. That day I rode the bus home. This time, I found the truck was parked alongside the street. I would have to walk past this man's driver's side door to get home. I debated, considered running for it. Apparently this man was getting desperate now that he was spotted. A police car showed up and I talked to the policeman. They went to go talk to the man. He quickly pulled away from the curb and took off down the highway. Never saw him again. And I don't believe that he was ever caught. Because of this experience, I'm extremely guarded and paranoid with my own daughter and her soon-to-be sibling. The world is a terrifying place these days, 
and children go missing all the time. I don't like to think about if I had been grabbed. I certainly wouldn't be here typing this. My kids wouldn't exist. I was lucky, and many children aren't. I honestly never thought that this would happen to me. Last night, I was doing some shopping alone at a local TJ Maxx. I, a 35-year-old female, rarely ever go shopping alone, especially in the evening. I usually have my kids or my husband in tow. I'm browsing around aimlessly, kind of just going all over the store, not sure what I'm going to get. I see this young guy, probably early 20s, skinny with glasses. Didn't think anything of it. I went to a different spot in the store. I see him again. He's in the same aisle, picking stuff up to look at, and then putting it back. No cart, no anything. My red flags were not raised just yet, but then I see him a third time in a different area, doing the same thing, but now stopping and texting someone intermittently. My senses start to perk up a little bit, like, okay, this is weird, but I'm not nervous yet per se, but I'm more aware. Then it happens again, and this time, I know that something is off. He's following me all over the store, and has nothing to buy. Nothing in his hand, no cart to speak of. So I start kind of zigzagging through the store. I find a coat that I want to try on. At this point, I was very wary, but also thinking I'm being ridiculous and paranoid. I just had the strong sense that this was not normal. I went into the dressing room for about 15 minutes, hoping that I would lose him. I came out, and I didn't see him for another 20-ish minutes. I was relieved, thinking I was definitely being paranoid, and that he most likely left. I go to the checkout after almost an hour and a half of shopping, with a cart full of stuff. I was the only one in line. I get called to cash out, and as I turn around, the same man is immediately behind me in the checkout. He came out of nowhere. He had a single item, some cheap little decoration. At this point, I was full on panicking. The cashier could tell I was being weird and was certainly distracted. At the risk of sounding crazy, I almost didn't say anything. But I told her that I think this man is following me. She was extremely empathetic and did not seem very surprised. She was like, I'm so sorry. I'll have someone walk you to your car. And I was so thankful for her kindness. The man checked out with his one item and left the store with an older man who I didn't see before. Older man had nothing that he bought parking lot at this store is a huge dark plaza. I didn't want to go outside alone. I just knew it was a bad idea. The cashier asked another employee to walk me out. This employee was younger than me, but so, so sweet. I apologized profusely because it was sleeting and cold rain, and she had no coat on. She said, I don't care if it's downpouring. I would still walk you to your car. It was an absolutely sweet sentiment. She walked me all the way, and even waited until I pulled out and drove away. This whole time I was shaking like a leaf. Like I said, I may have heard of this happening to so many other women, but I kind of thought they might be paranoid or exaggerating. This was extremely scary though. The more I think about it, the creepier it gets. He followed me around the entire store, 
and everywhere I turned, there he was. I have no idea what his deal was, but this was absolutely unsettling. My husband freaked out and doesn't want me to shop alone anymore either. I don't really want to shop alone if I'm being honest. If I had not been paying attention or dismissed my bad feelings, something bad may have happened. As a woman, being aware of your surroundings is oh so important. So I encourage you all to be present, be aware of what's going on, and if you see something, ask for help. There's no telling what danger it could keep you out of. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. <laughs>